Scott and Liam versus Evil. So now that you're back from your fun trip away, how was Poland? It was really, really good. I tried to learn some Polish when I was over there, so it was like. It was, well, it was like three days I was in, and I was just like, I don't even know how to say thank you. So we googled it when we were in uh, one of the bars, and I think to say thank you was a uh, Jinkoya. And then, like, an informal thanks or cheers is a uh, Nostrovia. And then I thought, that's what they tell the boys to cheers to in hostel. And I thought, this is why people don't come to Poland because it's, you know, they're, they're terrifying in the uh, movies and that. But it was actually a beautiful city and uh, really, really uh, pleasant people. Okay, the only real people we met were people who were working, but uh, they were nice enough. But we went to um, we went to see a, a bunch of different things. We went to uh, salt mines, which was kind of cool. But we also went to Auschwitz. So and it's, that's it's a heavy tour, man. It's like it's really hard to enter some things in some of the rooms that I didn't even know was there. So when you walk in and you see it, you're like, wow. The guy picked us up and he's like, okay, he's like, okay, I take you to uh, Auschwitz concentration camp. We drive about my car about one hour thirty. Then we go into tour. The tour is about one hour, one hour twenty. Then we have small break for lunch. Then we come back to van and we drive in my car again and then we do the second half of the day. We go to Beer Canal. I was like, oh good. So after we um after we have the this really heavy hit in Auschwitz tour, we can we go over to like a, a wee canal boat and we got a wee beer just to light hearted to end it. <laughs> beer Canal. Beer Canal, the second the second uh, camp where they killed one point three million people, the biggest extermination site in the whole of Europe. Yep, I'm thinking I'm going on a bloody boat trip. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm so happy though that I realised this before I said it out loud. I only said it to Lauren after I had realised my mistake. If I was, I was almost on the tip of my tongue to say it to the other people in the van, but there was four other people in the van that we didn't know, and I was almost about to say, "Oh, you know, this wee beer, the beer, beer uh, on the on the boat would be quite nice." <laughs> I'm so thankful I didn't. <laughs> Did the other folk on the bus speak English? Yeah, aye. Uh, so you actually then could have talked about how excited you were for the out. <laughs> you couldn't yeah. wait to relax. <laughs> that's that's shocking. You think uh, booking a trip to Poland, going to Auschwitz, and that you would have either realised it was just I don't know, it was just his accent. I didn't think it just sounded like beer canal, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's nice," but uh, obviously it's not nice at all. But do you want know to tell you one thing that I noticed or I realised when I was there because it was I think it was hitting thirty degrees when we were doing the tour, and also the Birkenau part is the tour's all outdoors. And it was fucking boiling, and I'm like, can you, you imagine? I never factored in how warm it gets in Poland, and I also wasn't there in the winter, and it gets really cold in the winter as well. So, you imagine the actual people suffering in this camp? Like, there was stories about how people were made to stand for 19 hours in a row, and you're like, imagine in this heat without having anything to eat, it would be absolutely dreadful. To be honest, I think everything about it is fucking dreadful, uh, and it's really strange that you thought. Uh, a weekend tour to Auschwitz would also culminate in a, a canal boat full of beer. <laughs> like, 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 what, what kind of tourist agency thought that was a good idea? I don't know. It just seems as if it'd be nice, you know, after hearing all the heavy stuff. <laughs> there's so a market. There's no, there's no, there's no water, uh, but there's a market for. It. <laughs> uh, well, in fact, aye, that's a point. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Poland's known for its canals. No, you get a nice wee train trip. <laughs> the beer train <laughs> uh, Welcome to Scott and Liam vs Evil episode 71 I'm Liam And I'm Scott And this episode is the group pick It'll probably be the last ever group pick Because of the the shambolic 
shite that you've made us watch this week. Uh, we're going to cover I Know Who Killed Me from 2007, starring, well, we say starring, we use that loosely, it contains Lindsay Lohan, uh, and it's directed by Chris Sivertson, who hopefully will never, ever, ever direct another film again. <laughs> How did you find I Know Who Killed Me, Scott? I um, I have issues, and I have notes. So Is the issue every single part of this film? <laughs> Do you know that I think I'm I'm going to try and be positive about this until we get in, like dissecting it. I think there were some parts that were all right. Maybe there's a lot of parts that were not all right. <laughs> I genuinely thought this whole episode would be an hour of just me screaming to pay back everybody that fucking voted for this in the group poll because you obviously all hate us because this wasn't this wasn't picked for us to enjoy this was literally a waste of time and I had to pay £3.56 or some shit like that to rent it from Amazon so every single person that voted for this in the poll and I know who you are because I'll go back and I'll read it you all need to club together and get me my hard earned £3.56 back because I'm not going to rest till I get it it cost me £2.50 and I ended up getting a Lonely Dawn's DVD as well. So now I now have two copies in my house of this monstrosity of a movie. There shouldn't even be two copies out there. They should, they should have burned or buried every single copy of this film. Like, genuinely, when I buy movies for this podcast that we've picked that are like, you know, 10 years old or whatever, you get them on Music Magpie, like a second-hand DVD store uh, on eBay for like 99 pence. This was over £2. I was like, why is that? And it came in cellophane wrap as if whoever had bought it and sent it second hand didn't even bother to watch it. Just say, no, I know this has got to be shit. Just send it back. It kind of makes you think that Music Magpie were actually trying to do you a favour. So they bumped the price up so you wouldn't buy yeah. it just to save you the hour and 45 minutes of crud. What up, fuckers? It's Bam Margera here from Jackass and Viva La Bam. And you are listening to Scott and Liam versus Evil. She knew how to turn her life into a movie and watch things happen. Not to her, but to a girl who looked just like her. How would she ever find her other half? She knew only that she had to try. She had no choice. Aubrey, you talk about it like she's real. It's a stupid assignment for class. Aubrey, wait! I'll meet you in front of the free mod at 1145. Aubrey! Where's Aubrey? Is there any chance that your daughter might have run away? Was she unhappy about anything? No, not at all. Hey, are you okay? Oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. Is your life? How bad? Hey, honey, for sure didn't miss you. Aubrey, we're gonna have you home in no time. Who are you? Who is Aubrey? I know I may look a little like this Aubrey chick, but I'm not her. Then what should I call you? My real name would be nice. Dakota Moss. So you must be Aubrey's boyfriend. Sometimes people create alter egos to relay information that their primary personalities would never reveal. I brought some of your things to make you feel more at home. Who gave you this? Why are you doing this? I can't really explain. I think I'm Aubrey's twin sister. You see? You're all by yourself in there. No twin sister. Once he finds out you're still alive, he's gonna come after you. 
I feel like he's watching us right now. He's not done with Aubrey Fleming, not by a long shot. Stop playing games. We have to know the truth. She looks just like her, but it ain't Aubrey. She's living inside a world she made up. You let both of us die just to keep your secret? You should be dead by now. I know who killed me. Uh, so the synopsis, although the synopsis doesn't really fucking mean anything like the rest of the movie, is a young woman who is missing reappears, but she claims to be someone else entirely. Brilliant. Fucking, <laughs> there, there you go. Can't wait to watch this one. <laughs> it's, it's got an IMDb rating of 3.6 out of 10, over 24,186 reviews. I can only assume some folk thought it'd be a laugh to give it more than one star. I was going to say, because that's quite high. Quite high, 3.6. Yeah. I suppose it's quite high for you. You sometimes go on about how you absolutely love a film and get looked too. No, I, so. I, I, think it's, I think it's quite high for this film. <laughs> well, I, I, oh, for this film, a million percent yeah. is too high. Uh, do you want me to start with some of the, the good reviews I read on IMDb? Dialogue, let's hear oh. some of uh, my, my favourite one is One Star. <laughs> the, the title is Oh My God, and it's by Duchku. This movie was horrible, worse than anything I have ever seen. The worst part about this movie was the part where the director got lazy with his special effects. That or he spent all of the movie budget on blow and prostitutes. And instead of making cool looking Star Wars like effects, he was cheap. My example was Lindsay's cut off hand. Instead of making it look cool, like a hook or some sort of incendiary device, they put a glove over her hand and made it look like a prosthetic. Also, she has a robot leg, but it was just her real leg with some Christmas lights taped on. Anyway, the ending was gay and I wasn't turned on at all when Lindsay was almost naked. Freckles are gross and I hate gingers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it's all two points still, but that's so funny. And then another one by Joe B131. The title is I Know Who Killed My Career. It's one star. If they really wanted to punish Lindsay Lohan in the 84 minutes she spent in jail, they should have made her watch this <laughs> film. That would have been cruel and unusual. I'm not even going to go into a synopsis because the movie made so little sense that it isn't worth commenting on. Lohan is an awful actress and if you're hoping to see her naked because she plays a stripper, you're going to be disappointed. Sorry, if you want to see her naughty bits, you're going to have to pick up a gossip magazine like everyone else. <laughs> She's quickly going to be consigned to straight to DVD heck and deservedly so. So that was nowhere near as funny as the ginger one, but it still kind of. It it's still true. Up quite well. Aye. Where did you go to jail for again? Stealing a diamond? Uh, that, for this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she got longer than 84 minutes. It should have been 84 years. Uh, I know, I can't actually remember. Was it not just for just being a drug here? Drink driving. And <laughs> I think she stole a diamond once as well, did she not? She was accused of it. She was like, she was wearing like some like expensive diamond necklace for a photo shoot, and she just nicked it and fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> see, stories like that make me like her, and then movies like this make me hate her. Well, see, I've, I've that's like one of my first notes. I'm like, this character that she's portraying at the start of the film is like this perfect life, quitting piano so that she can focus on her her Yale uh, 
college course, uh, the voiceover for mediocre writing. Why do we hate Lindsay Lohan so much? Even after she was partying hard and you know, like having some pretty awesome stories, we still held it against her. Everybody thought Charlie Sheen was brilliant, but we just thought Lindsay Lohan was a pain in the ass. I think it's double standards. No, because I said it in the group, Lindsay Lohan hasn't been sexy in a role since The Parent Trap. <laughs> and she's actually, she's not been capable of acting in a role since The Parent Trap because everything she's in is fucking awful. She is quite an awful actress, there is no doubt about it. And I think she's actually quite acting because I'm sure when I checked as if she's got a Twitter, she's like like a representative or something for like the UN or some shit like that. But Donald Trump's took America out of the UN, so she's fucked with that now. I don't think she quit acting. I think acting fucking quit, quit her. <laughs> uh, so, so we just start kind of battling through it. Alright, let's get into it. In fact, first, we're not even going to put spoiler warnings at the start of this because us ruining everything about this film is actually a public service to all of you so you don't have to go and sit through an hour and 45 minutes of it. Apart from the people who voted for it because I will find a way to fucking get every one of you back. Yeah. We'll be so like that, that episode of Friends when he tricks uh, Monica and Phoebe to go and see the vagina monologues and then ditches them right at the start. Yeah. yeah, that's what we'll do. And we do it with every single person in that fucking group. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's get battered. Right, in. so my first uh, note is is this sexy? As she didn't even really do any dancing. Like they do a wee clip of the, the stripper version of Lindsay Lohan at the start, but she just kind of walks slow round about the pole. Like, so major fucking plot hole at the start. Lindsay Lohan plays a stripper. At no point does she take her clothes off. Yeah. And throughout the entire film, what's the point? Why does she have to be a stripper? The whole point of being a stripper in a film is you're going to get your tits out. At least, eh? She doesn't. No. And we'll talk about that in, the, in later on when we get a scene where she should have had them out, but she didn't. But we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so then we get we get um, so we get all this carry on about how she's quitting piano lessons because she wants to focus on the college and all the rest of it. And she's kind of like it's like one of these perfect lives and she's got some kind of writing class where she, for some reason she stands and tells the class her shitty stories for like the majority of the class and everybody just sits there smiling and you're like why is why is this a class it's like scream again like why is this why are people learning why are they sitting in that classroom listening to this pish what are they learning but we don't what, what what age is she meant to be in the film well i assume that she she said that she's got to focus on you so she's going to either just be starting uni or she's already at uni, well, uni slash college, whatever Americans call it. So that would put her like 18, 19. Also, when the clip of her being a stripper, she has the ID and says, well, you know, I don't care what age you are. If your ID says you're 21, then that's fine. So I think about 18, 19 she's supposed to be. So she's studying for the exams to get into Yale. At one point, she's in like a biology class where I'm kind of skipping ahead, where her boyfriend, when the teacher kind of catches him for talking... The question that stumps him is, uh, can you point to the female reproductive organs? I'd done biology at school, and I could tell you where the fanny was in, like, kind of first year. I didn't have to wait till I was about to go to fucking Yale, and then the exam, or can you point to the vagina? I no, bet it that's was, like, you stumped me. I bet that's it as well. It was, it was the reproductive organs of a worm. I thought it was a woman. No, a worm. Are you sure it doesn't say woman? It's, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a worm because the, the 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 other kid asked before if I cut it in half, will, will I make two worms? And she's like, no, that's that's another. They're looking at the worms through microscopes, they're dissecting them no, and showing I'm, the bits. I'm st- still convinced they're talking about women. No, because if you cut if you cut a woman in half, you get <laughs> a second one. It's um, it's they're talking about worms, which makes that whole part absolute shite. Because she's like, can you point to the female reproductive organs? And he goes, yep, there you go, that's them there. And she goes, nah, no, that's the male ones. And everybody laughs at him. I'm like, it's a fucking worm. You get two sides. You get one. You get side one and side two, and you get both sets of reproductive organs in the same animal, so or the same insect. So how is it his fault? 
Anyway, I, I hate I hate this movie even more because this is like ten minutes in, and if I've stopped paying attention ten minutes in, you know the movie's got to be just awful. But I thought they said it was the woman. No, like the women's reproductive organs. No, oh, the, well, it's man. a worms. <laughs> the, um, we did skip over one thing though. The uh, <laughs> the, the hairless cat's got a big set of swingers, or we uh, it's not even they're not even swinging. They're just kind of poking at the back. I, it looks like some sort of growth yeah. as opposed to testicles. Cat, cat balls. No. <laughs> Aye, so, so basically... The cat, the cat, who was also the best actor in this entire yeah. film. A boyfriend kind of is saying that he's fallen in love with her and wants to date him. But she's like, I'm not going to date. Uh, she doesn't want to date Jared. She quits piano so she can focus on her writing studies in biology class. But then she's getting mega juicy over the gardener when she drives home. I just thought it was weird. <laughs> the whole <laughs> fucking movie's weird. Like, they, they try and spoon feed you the plot throughout the whole thing. We, we get a kind of wee insight already over that there's some kind of killer or a serial killer kicking about because he's killed a girl called um, uh, Jennifer Toland. Um, and I'm going to go call her Jennifer Tilly quite a lot because I watched the bloopers and the actors called her Jennifer Tilly like every time. There's like, that's just all the bloopers. Um, so so, the, so there's, there's some guy has killed her and they describe what happened, how he um, had chopped off her hands and her legs and stuff and had used drugs to keep her awake and keep her focused on what was happening so like she would feel like all these amputations and uh, so it's quite it's quite gross it's quite harrowing so that like they've got like a you know like a graphic idea and they're trying to figure out how they can uh, put it all together i think is what i'm assuming so basically you've got Lindsay lohan's character to the beginning maybe she's called aubrey so aubrey's walking the streets with her with her two friends um she's saying she doesn't want to date jared because She's going to move away 2,000 miles in the summer. You know, that's shite. So, to do her, you know, biology writing or whatever fucking hell she's trying to learn. And uh, she's kind of sees him through the crowd. So she leaves her two friends and says, I'll get you at quarter to midnight. And then, just as quick as that, she hides through the gardener that she was fancying earlier who drives up the street. And then she's lost Jared in the crowd of, of people have celebrating the high school uh, football team winning. But it's one of those scenes where she's walking through and they make it dead sinister as if everybody in the street is somehow involved in keeping her away from getting to where she's going but you're like it's just folk partying in the street you'll see where he's where he's been and if you can't see where he's been you know where your friends are it is a very very it's the most populated place you could possibly be how can you get kidnapped off a guy in that street because the plot's thin as fucking like there's no logic in any of the film no there is absolutely none so they end up at the at the outside the cinema where she, I'm assuming she's supposed to meet them at quarter to twelve however the place is absolutely deserted now because there's also a curfew on for under 21s but they were going to go to the cinema or were they just getting a lift home I can't remember so one of them says I'm going to phone Aubrey and the other one says right I'll phone Jared Jared I, like you hear his phone ringing or you hear a phone ringing and they run round and then they're like oh and he says where is she Where's uh, where did she park her car and they're like, um, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, she she parked the car. Uh, where did she park? Oh, uh, you, um, over by the museum uh, with the gate. And then three of them sprint towards the car. Thinking, one, why didn't they tell him that they were worried she was missing? Why when, was he so desperate to know where her car was? And then why did they all run to it like she'd been missing for like a hell of a lot longer than she's supposed to be? That whole scene made no sense. If we're going to point out everything that doesn't make sense, we'd be as well just saying this entire film and just finishing it there. Yeah. <laughs> because it's honestly, it's as if the script's written by a child. It's it's a I'll, I'll, not I'll, not a clever child. Yeah, I'll start skipping over some of my notes because I guess they will be all repetitive. Um, basically, we now get some kind of weird shitey storyline about 
a woman just driving and accidentally almost hits a fox, which then in turn causes her to see Lindsay Lohan's body lying at the side of the road. Uh-huh. You, you do know at this point that she is playing a stripper who doesn't take her clothes off and she's playing the Aubrey character. Every time she's Aubrey, everything she's wearing, everything she's doing is blue. And when she plays the, the stripper character, Dakota, everything is red. Hitchcock done it, Brian De Palma done it, and they do it kind of subtly. A lot of the Italian movies do it. It's very subtle. You, you kind of, on second watch, or if you're really into the movie, you'll kind of notice like, oh shit, there's this colours coming up. In this film, literally her socks are blue, her shoes are blue, her <laughs> eyes are blue. She's wearing a blue top, she's driving a blue car, it's got a blue steering wheel, it's got a blue seatbelt. And you're like, oh come on man, it's not just on the nose, it's literally... Punching you in the nose <laughs> over and over. Like, like have you noticed it yet? Have like you 12, 12 blue roses for the boyfriend. I like what the fuck? And then she's like, oh, how, where did you get the blue one? I actually want to know that because I don't think you can get blue roses. <laughs> yeah, it's just made up for this film. <laughs> Fucking awful. <laughs> so, but she wakes. She wakes up in the hospital. But at this point, I think you're you're still supposed to think it's still Aubrey because uh-huh. they take a long time to fully like let you know if this is what the hell's fucking happening but she's like where am I what hospital am I in and we just kind of work out that she doesn't know who her parents are and she's calling herself Dakota and the police are yep. trying to ask her says, what's what's going on on the rest of it but it's like it's a horror Freaky Friday or The Parent Trap and like are all Lindsay Lohan movies always about body swapping aye because it's basically nobody wants to actually act with Lindsay Lohan so the only way she gets to be in a movie is if she's playing both the main characters <laughs> like parent trap like this yeah because it because it pads it out because because I, I, I that's pretty good that's probably true so basically if you walked in and you went all right i really want this role and you went oh you'll be starring alongside Lindsay lohan uh, nah fuck it <laughs> never mind <laughs> just quickly go back to waiting tables so she's still like lying in the hospital for a while and we kind of find out that she's got like a she's had a hand cut off and a leg cut off but she starts to either she's either telling the story to the cops or she's having flashbacks of how she worked in the strippers, and uh, she like that's when she goes for the job and like we said the the madam of the strippers is like you know if, as long as your ID says you're twenty one that's fine, so she's she's on dancing, and uh, this is when you get a longer kind of strip dance you get boobs alive boobs, uh, but not low hands, and then you get her dancing and she's doing like a wee kind of crawl down towards one of the guys that's watching she takes his cigarette off him, and I'm like, is it is it sexy to put your put a fag near your fanny because that's just what she does <laughs> I'm like I don't I don't really get this well that's sexier than a stripper that doesn't take any of her clothes off yeah well that's it <laughs> um, and, then, and then we can just kind of get it out to you she's at this ridiculously stereotypically over the top scary bus stop with potentially the killer who's walking about like creeping Jesus that that doesn't make any sense either <laughs> And then there's there's an owl on the bus stop, and then an owl comes into play like all towards the end of the film, as if it's supposed to be some mega symbolism, but it really isn't. I, it, it's like they're trying to use like really what they think is beautifully shot imagery to to make this a kind of art house film, but it feels more like see Plan Nine from Outer Space when they've <laughs> just filmed some stuff and they think right fuck we've got this footage let's just shoehorn it in. That's it's like oh we've, well we need we need a scene there right fuck it let's just find a picture of an owl and put it there it, none of it makes sense none of it ties into the the what they call a story and it it, it it slows it all down even more than it already is 
and it's it's so it's the whole movie's so slow, it's fucking stationary. You, from the very start, you know what's going to happen. And at no point is the twist an actual clever one. No, I Did didn't you work it out. I didn't know it was going to happen at all. I don't. It's not a clever twist, but it's so fucking bizarre and improbable that I did not think that was the case at all. But you did know who the killer was. No, actually, I didn't even. I, but I think I think it was because I, I really wasn't that interested. Well, to be honest, no, because I wasn't interested. Obviously, from like ten minutes in, but as soon as the as soon as the the piano teacher was on the screen, it was like watching an old Scooby Doo. Like, it's fucking him. <laughs> no, I would, honestly, I, I never got that at all. And then later on in the movie, when she's doing a wee sleuthing about in uh, Jennifer Tilly's house, I was like, "What the fuck's this?" It's, I was like a trophy for a harp, and then she's got the same one. I was like, "What? What the fuck is that?" And then I was like, "Oh wait, that's a piano recital trophy, isn't it?" Right, okay, that's the link. I got it. But at the time, I was like, "I don't have a clue." But we do get kind of flashbacks of him, like capturing the, the, the girls, but we don't like in his warehouse, but we don't get to see his face. But is he making? Is he making his weapons from Heisenberg's meth? What? What is it? <laughs> his weapons? Aye. I, I just thought it was like knives and that. Aye, but it was blue glass. Aye, but again, that's just fucking shoehorning the blue thing in. Here's just everything that's blue. So even the, even the, what the, the weapons that she gets stabbed with? <laughs> aye. Because then later on, when it goes on to the canola lassie, it's all red. It's, it's, just, it's so stupid. I, I can't even get behind each, each of the notes because it's just nonsense. And see, like a few weeks ago, you said Demon Wind was the worst film ever. Compare Demon Wind to this, <laughs> and Demon Wind is fucking Citizen Kane. Demon Wind was at least fun. This wasn't even fun to watch. Oh, God, you know what? And it's about to get even fucking more bizarre. <laughs> Crabman's in this film from My Name Is Errol, which is good because Crabman's brilliant. Who's Crabman in this? Oh. The crabman oh, is the shit. guy who gives her the amputee uh, prosthetic hand, but he's not a fucking prosthetic hand. It's a fucking robot hand that somehow is clinked to her nerves that actually just works as a real hand. And then they just put on a, like a big stupid plastic glove over the top of it to then make it <laughs> so it's, it's just so they don't need to pay for CGI. That's that's all it is. <laughs> I was like, that's just it's to save in the CGI. I feel like that's insensitive to actual amputees. This entire film's insensitive to anyone with eyes. Uh, the the, the cat, Crabman character, when it first came on, I, I actually thought it was Snoop Dogg. Because he had the hair slicked back, the glasses and the gold suit, and I genuinely thought, why the fuck is Snoop Dogg in this? But obviously, like, five seconds later, I realised it wasn't, but I didn't put it as Crabman for My Name is Zero. But Crabman calls her Dakota, right? So that's the stripper name who she keeps saying she is. She keeps telling everybody, I'm not Aubrey, I'm Dakota. So Crabman calls her Dakota... What does he say after that? Does he say there's a reason why? Is he just is he just being nice because that's what she's telling them to be called? He doesn't know her for anybody else, so he's like, right, okay, I'll call you Dakota. Or is is he frequently in the strippers? It is Dakota at that point. I know, but we don't know that. And nobody knows that because otherwise, like, what are we talking about? Dakota doesn't exist. She doesn't have a national so, uh, social security number. She's You've made her up. Your name's at Aubrey. Uh, maybe just rolling with it. Yeah. Because she's obviously just kind of came out of a traumatic experience, so he's like, it will be a wee bit nicer there. And just die whatever you want to get, you want to get called Stephen. Yeah. It'll call you Stephen. She also um, puts on, the Crabman also gives her a prosthetic leg that's somehow robotic as well, that just lets her walk like as if it's a normal leg. That's the one that's just covered in Christmas lights. Aye. It's <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> oh, God. So she goes back home and uh, she's giving her parents a hard time because she obviously doesn't think they're her parents. 
the boyfriend comes to see her. She's smoking the whole time. Yeah. That's how you know she's a stripper because only strippers smoke yeah. in uh, Chris Sivertson's world. The boyfriend comes to see her and then she's like, "Don't, I'm not Aubrey, I'm Dakota. She's like, he's like, what? I brought you 12 roses uh, just like I got you before. Um, let me kiss you. So then they kiss and then she bites her lip and says, see, would Aubrey do that? That's so you know now for deaf and definite proof that I'm not who you think I am which because you better fucking do what you're talking about so then they kiss again <laughs> and then the mum walks in and goes oh sorry and then she's like right we're going upstairs and the boyfriend which you would you would expect the boyfriend to be like oh you're not we can't do this there is something wrong with you you're not Aubrey this Aubrey wouldn't do this but he's just like fuck it I'm let's go and they go upstairs you think it'd be more like right, you've literally just lost your leg and a hand You've got this big fake hand, this big gammy leg. Come on upstairs and I'll pump you. <laughs> <laughs> See, um, also, there's, there's, there's a scene during this where she kneels on the bed for him and she's not got a prosthetic leg on and she's only just lost a leg. Her center of balance is going to be way off and she's going to fall over, but that's me just getting pedantic. Um, she's also going to be in excruciating pain. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she's fine with it. She's just sitting, still having a fag, just shooting the shit where her fake monda. You've literally just lost a leg. Act, act like you're in some sort of pain, or you're uncomfortable, or you're actually a wee bit freaked out that you've not got a fucking leg. There's, there is only one scene that comes up after the sex when she goes, "Ow, my foot!" No, not that foot. <laughs> it's called phantom pain. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> just, I, I, everything, everything's spoon fed. <laughs> <laughs> See, but there's also right. So she, um, she's banging him right, and she's on top, and you get like behind the scene, and you get kind of side boobs, but it's not her. It's a stunt actress, so it's stunt side boobs we get. I guess was she not in jail when they were filming this? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, there's a couple of scenes with uh, mirrors. I don't know if I've, I've skipped over these parts just now. There's a cracked mirror in the strippers' changing room, um, and I guess that just shows that if you're a stripper, then you're fucked. There's no, there's no going back for you. But when the uh, <laughs> When the cops are telling the parents that the body was found, both of them are reflected in a mirror. Um, I guess it's just to reflect on their own situation. I mean, I guess it's this is me trying to look in as if for clever filmmaking techniques, but I think we've already discussed that you've pointed out already that they've literally just got a book on film techniques and tried to use them all. Yeah, I don't even think they've got a book. I, I don't think any <laughs> it's intentional. If they're filming in a mirror, it's because they never realised the fucking mirror was there. You'll probably see the camera in it. <laughs> I really don't think any is is put in for like a, a technical effect I genuinely think this is just somebody that happens to have found a camera and his, his wee brother is like oh, by the way I wrote this movie at nursery <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to film it I cool got Lindsay Lohan and we'll do it because th- there's no there's no skill to any of this at all we then move on to a flashback again of her being Aubrey reading more of her story in class and this is like what I'm talking about earlier on she's stretched over the desk with a short skirt on so her legs are in show she's got glasses on like a kind of sexual librarian is but I think the look they're going for she's all sultry over the desk and then like what even class is this for and why what they learning the rest of them just sitting there having to listen to her self-indulgent drivel and then at the end she's like to be continued like who the fuck cares <laughs> oh, and then she goes on to ask Jeeves on the computer, remember when I asked Jeeves with the thing? I died in <laughs> <and> awe. <laughs> oh my did god. You ever, did you ever actually did you, did you ever ask Jeeves anything? No, I remember the adverts and then they, they got rid of the Jeeves and just made it ask and then they get rid of the whole search engine because why compete against Google? I don't know why Bing keeps trying it, but Yeah. <laughs> but she goes on to ask Jeeves about Phantom Bleeding. And this is when he, it's like fucking stigmata now. I know. What the f- 
Aye, right, so she finds out that there's a thing called uh, stigmatic twins, where if you are a twin, if one twin gets shot, then the other twin uh, will suddenly appear with a, a gunshot wound in the same place. That doesn't happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's not even like, I can't suspend my disbelief, like, at all. For that, that is just not right. Even in a sci-fi movie, that is fucking bullshit. Twins can't just appear. I can get that they can maybe feel like an internal pain, but if you chop a twin's head off, the other twin doesn't then suddenly find itself chasing a fucking head down the street. It's, it, it, it's stupid. It's so... It, and it's no stupid like a fucking Grindhouse movie where it's stupid and funny and, alright, oh, Mintich, she's got a machine gun as an arm. It's just it's stupid in such a way that it's annoying and I don't know if I'm conveying my annoyance as much as I should be it's so fucking dumb yeah it's very very dumb at what point did any of the other actors or actresses in this film like because the guy that plays her dad has been in quite a few yeah, films I can't remember I think he's one name. of the leads in like one of the CSIs I think he is yeah, yeah Neil, Neil McDonough Donahue aye McDonough. well but how did he not walk in on this set and be like, oh, so what scene are we filming here? Oh, this is where she finds out that if one twin gets shot, the other twin gets shot. Oh, fuck, that's my name with him. <laughs> I think they must be <laughs> under... I think there's a lot of these these guys who might be under some kind of contractual ob- obligation that you don't even realise, and that's why they are in shite movies. Like, he's like, ah, right, I'll, I'll let you be in CSI, but you need to star in this uh, Lindsay Lohan movie. <laughs> Oh. I, I would sack. I would sack that agent. Any agent that said to me, "By the way, you need to star on this after reading the script," because I can only assume the script was in like ten pages and it was written <laughs> with finger paints. I'd be like, "No, mate, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it." Do, do, do you want? I've, I've got another annoyance as well. I can't remember what she actually types in, but when she goes on to ask Jeeves, she goes in. She just types something like uh, "random." What was it? Phantom bleed meaning. And it comes up with the exact page. First, first hit, in, hit, hit she looks for is is the one that she clicks on, and that's the one that tells her about fucking twins. And shows her a video as well with some guy who's I'm assuming is an actual guy like from a TV show or something, like unexplained stories or some shit like that. That came out of nowhere. That wee clip. <laughs> Literally, just to explain that one plotline, it cuts to the exact bit of the video where it's yep, twins. <laughs> twins can feel and get fucking stigmata pains. No, they can't, mate. Uh, if that was on YouTube, I, I would rate that down for yeah. fucking being nonsense. <laughs> God. Right, so she goes to um, uh, Jen Tolan's house, the girl who was killed at the start, and um, the mum hates her, and the dad's like, I go and see your room if you want. So she goes, you know, Columbo and it up, and she tries to get the trophy off the, the top shelf. And look, why are this, these trophies so high up? That's basically, this is the trophy in Jen's house is dead high up, but the trophy in her own house is fucking so high up as well. Is it? Why are these trophies? literally so high up she had to stand on a chair on her tiptoes with her gammy leg and her fake horn and she still can't reach the trophy I'm like well, how <laughs> one how tall is the house because I know I'm quite tall but I'm pretty sure anybody unless you're an actual you know like physical dwarf you can reach the roof especially standing on a chair and this is just on top of a shelving <laughs> unit but I'm like this plot is so inconceivable and then this is when we start to get flashbacks of when she was a stripper that her hand, her finger just fell off. Like, it's crap, <laughs> crappy CGI that's supposed to be when Aubrey's getting her finger, like, the, the killer, the killer uses big blocks of ice and puts the ice on the hands until they, like, they go um, frostbitten. And then uh, 
then he cuts the fingers off. So she's just in doing a wee stripping show, right? And she, this is like the, the clip from the start of the film where she does a half a stripping show and then there's blood all over the, the pole. So she goes in the back room. I think she's found like pasta or something because she's lost a lot of blood. But basically what's happened is her fingers just fell off. <laughs> <laughs> she takes off her glove and she sees it open up down the middle like some evil dead graphics and it just falls off. And I don't know, does she wait until she's home before she sews it on or does she do it in the stripper house? I don't know. But she uses the same blue gel and pours it over her hand before she sews her finger on. And I don't know what the hell that's supposed to be. I think the blue's back in it to indicate that there's a connection between her, red, and Aubrey, blue. <laughs> I, can't, I assume that's what it's for. But I imagine that was actually a thing. Imagine, <laughs> see if you were like pals with twins, would you know just walk up and punch one of them in the face and, yeah. and watch the other one to see if they went down? If this was an actual thing, you could have so much fun with this. Just like driving into random, well, obviously that'd be mean, but just driving into <laughs> random twins to watch the other one, wherever it is, just fucking fall down. It kind of ties me back into um, Auschwitz a wee bit and uh, Dr. Mengele, who used to take twins and do experiments on one to see how it affected the other. So it's actually quite sad. I, in, in real life, <laughs> it's, it's sad. In a movie where they're trying to pretend that that's scientific fact. See, I've got a question though. How come nothing twin linked up until this point in their life? They've never fell over and broke a leg or an arm or skint their knee or got sick at all until this point. Do you know what I mean? I know, they were just alright with it every time they woke up and, oh fuck, that's me covered in cuts again. Maybe that's <laughs> actually what happens. They kind of have a, they kind of have a, an almost relation to it at the end when they were talking about some picture on a beach where... Dakota remembers looks at a picture of Aubrey on the beach and says oh that's nice when they were like six years old and she's like oh it looks really nice I remember I went to the beach once as well but it was it wasn't as nice it was a different it was, oh it wasn't a blue swimming suit it was a red swimming suit I was wearing Should they actually say I, that out loud <laughs> fuck's sake honestly, it, it's just but at the end that that photo then turns into like a moving like 8mm clip and uh, they both get sore hands for some reason I don't know why <laughs> fucking shit man I've actually got a page and a half left of notes right but I'm I'm at the end of the movie so I think I've just got a lot of angry notes because this is when it this is when it properly jumps a shark I'm sorry it jumped a shark (laughs) before the fucking beginning credits had finished it jumped a shark but uh, so do you want to give the the twist I I, I do air quotations when I say twist or is that covered in your notes uh, I don't even know because I don't even think I understood the twist, so I just just battered it. Right, so the the twist is that Aubrey's mum and dad, the mum was pregnant, and when she gave birth, the baby wasn't like crying or anything, and they took the baby away and she didn't see it. And what actually happened was then the dad went apparently a few doors down to where there was this crack addict woman who had twins, and he bought one off her because that's what happens. Uh, so Aubrey and Dakota are actually twins. Dakota get left with the, the crack whore that had her. Uh, Aubrey grew up with the other family and the dad kept sending like basically child support. So apparently Dakota knew this because she'd seen an envelope and kind of traced it to where they were and that's when something happened and she got found in the ditch. All this is just basically... It kind of keeps making up as it goes along, so there's no actual... The plot doesn't run smoothly at all. It's just like, oh shit, yeah, that's why I was coming to find you. So I bet you didn't know about the twin thing until 
fucking like 20 minutes ago so what are you talking about why we why we try to find the mum and dad so basically i they they are twins that's why they're having this stigma effect so aubrey's getting tortured and everything that happens to her is happening to dakota who they found and think it's her daughter it then turns out that it's the piano teacher because they, he was raging that the girl the, the first girl that died said she didn't want to do piano anymore because well she wasn't interested and then Lindsay Lohan said she didn't know what to do it because she wants to concentrate on her story writing so for some reason piano teachers are obviously after heat <laughs> and if you try and cancel a piano teacher he will kidnap you and he will torture you while awake and cut off limbs because he's raging that you didn't want to play piano anymore yep and that's the film. So he, he cuts <laughs> off your hand so you can't play piano, and he also cuts off your foot so you can't use the piano foot pedals. Because when she was playing the piano, they've zoomed in on both of these you know parts of the piano getting used, just so you know that but that's see, why see, he takes them off. If, if I was a piano teacher and I thought the Lindsay Lohan that I was teaching had a gift, and I was so raging that she was going to sack me as a piano teacher, I, if I wanted to torture her, I'd make her play piano for the rest of her life. I'd rig her up in some sort of like puppet thing and just make her constantly play the piano no cut every half so she can't play piano anyway which is what she wanted she didn't want to play piano this that's you raise a good point there because there was actually five puppeteers credited in this film and i was that's what i was going to get to and ask you where, where, where were the puppets were there actually five puppeteers? five puppeteers credited in this film five of them i can only assume it was the people that were controlling Lindsay lohan throughout <laughs> the film because i don't think she was actually conscious or aware of what she was doing <laughs> <laughs> do, you they, do you think they just basically woke her up oh, oh shit Lindsay's been on the bevy again she's coked out her head fuck it right just tie the strings to her come on it's fine she doesn't actually need to act kind of like a Weekend at Bernie's situation exactly yeah. like that. <laughs> except Weekend at Bernie's was fun yeah well that's <laughs> so basically she she gets she convinces the dad or she tells the dad this twin story and he doesn't he neither confirm nor denies it but we just assume that that's fine and she's just happy with this. Also, by the way, can we just say that we've talked about how we've seen that she was in the stripper house and her finger just fell off. Well, when she was found in a ditch, it was because then after that, her hand fell off and then after that, her leg <laughs> fell off. <laughs> that's where they found her. Like, take away the, this twin link torture. This lassie is, nobody's near her and her limbs are just falling off. All right, that's, that's what's happened to her in real life. And like you say, when she woke up, she was not traumatised by this at all. She had never seen the man who committed the crimes but for some reason, she's her legs falling off, and she's just like, "Oh, I know, fuck it, this is a nice house. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to fuck this boy." She wakes up raging that they're calling her a different name. Fuck what to do with the fact that she's falling apart. <laughs> so bonkers. Right, so she she then she convinces the dad of Aubrey to take her to the graveyard to see Jennifer Tolan's grave, and there's a rosette on it, and it's got some shite on the back of it. How? from Douglas and then she, this was just turned around and says I know who killed me and I was like how does she know who Douglas is after seeing the blue rosette I, didn't, I don't get it no, no and we'll get the bit let me just cut through the bit here so then so then they drive she knows where she's going so they drive to the house and we get some we start to get flashbacks or, or like alternate scenes of someone being buried this is when fucking Aubrey then now that we know that she's actually, they actually are two people, Aubrey whispers through fucking telekinesis to Dakota in the car, no air, Dakota, hurry up. Aubrey doesn't know who Dakota is. How the fuck does she know who Dakota <laughs> is? But she's whispering her through her minds, you know, to speak to you. I mean, this is, this fucking story's lost the plot. 
But they get to the house, they're in the basement, and for some reason, Dakota manages to cut off the piano teacher's hand with one of the one of the knives. But the way that she's holding him against the door and the way that she's cutting off his hand, you can't you can't cut through a, a bone like that. That's not how bones work. <laughs> but she does it. And I can also ask, she does it. Is it is this fucking movie? When when they're kicking about in the house for ages, it was like, has anybody phoned the police yet? I know they mention it. The dad says, should we go for the police? And and uh, Dakota says, there's not enough time. There's no air. I kept breathing. That's shit because she's getting buried alive. But that's fine. But you can also phone the police on the way there. We're only seeing a small amount of chat, right? You're going to need to assume that this guy's house is maybe at least 10, 15 minutes away from any kind of populated town because he's got screaming girls in the basement. So you're thinking a wee drive, right? So after the weekend of bits of chat back and forth that we're seeing, they're probably skipping through the radio or whatever else. Somebody should be phoning the bloody police. Yeah, maybe no even letting you think the police are that stupid because if you phoned them up and went, right, here, the thing is, my leg, my leg fell off, <laughs> my hand fell off, and we've actually narrowed it down to the fact that my twin is buried somewhere and has had a leg uh, cut off. The police would just be like, Get off the phone. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to arrest you if you phone me again. <laughs> right, I've got a question to ask. <laughs> the, right. the dad disappears for ages when they're in this house, right? And then you see the dad's dead. What did the fuck did dad die? Uh, I think you're meant to assume that the piano teacher killed him. Fish. And then put him up on a table and covered him. But then when Dakota finds him, he wakes up again enough to like give some sort of stupid fucking dying sentence. Uh, that again tries to hurry the plot along but yeah you, you're just for a, for a movie that's meant to be kind of gory like with her hand and that falling off you'd think they would show you the dad getting killed in some way rather than just leaving it up to assumption yeah right so I think they were fighting the uh, the piano teacher a wee bit and I was like I thought he was kind of they were making him superhuman almost and I was like oh, this is going to even go too far but I don't think they fully did do that but so this is when I realised this is quite far into like when you're supposed to know something. Like, Wait, is Douglas the piano teacher? That's the link to the two girls. That's where the rosettes were and the trophies were. But it's like, how did Dakota know who Douglas was? If it was Aubrey that was taking the piano lessons? Uh, when one twin gets piano lessons, the other <laughs> twin also gets them in her head. <laughs> right. So she's known Douglas for years and she's been able to play a fucking wicked back on the piano, even though she's never had a lesson. She can't take her clothes off or dance properly, but she can play the piano it's right so <laughs> after he cuts off the piano teacher's hand she then manages to stab him in the neck and he's got this big like distorted face for like five seconds it looks so weird and then she runs outside and the owl is in the tree looking at the grave to show her where Aubrey's buried well this movie's fucking daft man she gets her out the grave <laughs> and then Aubrey lies climbs out of the grave and then lies straight down like parallel to the grave and Dakota curls up next to her greeting I was like, she seems pretty calm for having just been buried alive, also having her hand cut off and her leg cut off and having no, like, hospital treatment. Also, why is she in, like, a white wedding dress? I don't know. And that's where the movie ends. And then my next note is there are five puppeteers credited in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the next note is, that why why have we just wasted an hour and 40 minutes watching this? It, it was it it was genuinely was god awful. It is it, it makes no sense whatsoever. And you know, afterwards I went to see what the special features were. There was an alternate opening which I watched, which was just some shots of water, nothing else. There was an alternate ending, which was Lindsay Lohan in the room, and then the cat with the boss comes running out the closet behind him, 
in the closet door kind of swings open and I think you get like a wee glimpse in the mirror reflection of like when it looked like Creeping Jesus with the hat on the killer standing uh-huh. in the closet but nothing really and she's sitting at the laptop with her glasses on wearing a blue jumper to show that it's Aubrey finishing up her story that she was writing about the half a soul Dakota girl or it wasn't even called Dakota in the story it was something else and it, no it was called Dakota in her story sorry and then she's smoking and she finishes the story which I think might be better because then it implies that none of it actually happened. It's just all in her head and she wants to be Dakota, but she feels forced into being Aubrey because of her upbringing and her, you know, having to go to Yale and do the piano lessons and all the rest of it, which I think might have been a wee bit better story. I think it's the only time I think I'd have been happy with like a dream or it never really happened ending because it was that pish that I'd been at, right? So it's just some shitey college girls pish writing that we've watched. That's better than actually a I like it would actually explain the lack of logic yeah albeit a cheap ending aye maybe and then there was also an extended strip dance which I didn't watch well you wouldn't have seen anything anyway because <laughs> strippers in Lindsay Lohan's life don't ever take their clothes off <laughs> uh, this movie uh, I think it's safe to say is the worst film I have ever watched and I've watched a lot of shite and I find a lot of shite movies funny or endearing, or there's bits about them that, to eat, no matter how stupid and illogical it is, there's still enough to talk about with your pals or want to show them. There's nothing in this film I'd want to show anyone. Unless I hated them. <laughs> then I'd make them watch it. It's like a, it's a serious punishment. What did you, uh, what did you rate it? I didn't rate it. Zero. You don't zero. <laughs> zero. Uh, yeah, zero. <laughs> I've got, um, the plot fully jumps the shark when the actual twin thing comes into play, I know it's bonkers all the way through and it is before, but it, it fully just loses the plot when the twin thing comes into play. And it's fully bonkers when Aubrey's injuries are just magically happening to Dakota. It's daft enough that Aubrey has written about Dakota's life. Uh, there's nothing tied up. There's no conclusions or answers. No one's story arc is complete. The boyfriend, the cops, the mum, the other parents, not to mention the twins. Don't get me started in the letter. This... I've seen the New Salem postage stamp, so I knew that you were. I had a twin and I had, uh, had been stolen from me, and you were giving my mum $11 a month because I found the envelope and I'm dead after she'd OD'd in her house. Like, fuck off. I gave it. And $11? Actually, $11. That's what, that's you, has anyone ever paid child support? $11 a month? <laughs> yeah, that's for stealing a. Not even just for child support, for stealing a baby. That's not even enough to buy your fucking four finger gloves for her finger falls off. $11. $11. It was it's obviously so enough to buy the mum crack to kill herself with, but. Yeah. Hey, who are we judge? <laughs> I uh, I actually I had actually this morning gave this movie a six. <laughs> a six, but fuck off. I've I've changed it now. So and I'm and I'm going under under five. I'm giving it um, three real life Lindsay Lohan bonkers stories out of ten. Hold on, where where did you get a six from? I don't know. I just I just always like to give. They've made a movie, so you know I think they need some credit for that. The, the, right. <laughs> That that would be fine if you could call this a movie. This is just the mind ramblings of people who don't know what film is, don't know what acting is, don't know what script writing is, don't know what producing fucking uh, special effects. This is just nonsense. In no world, in nobody's mind, that could this ever be more than a five. Like, I, I don't think it's more than a zero, to be honest. <laughs> But how you even thought it could come close to a six? When I know that you voted some of the stuff that I've, I've picked, that's actually really funny or really good. To to think about giving this a six, 
I hate you as much as I hate myself. <laughs> I changed it, didn't I? A three. I know, but... That's the lowest score I've ever it, given. Do you know what? The actual... The idea that you were ready to give it a six upsets me. Well, the fact that it's because I watched it all the way through. I, I managed to follow all the way through. So I'm like, right, okay, I was, you know, give him some credit. Like, if, if, if I'm giving a movie a zero, I won't even want to finish it. So I finished it. Well, I was kind of forced to finish it because of the fuckers that voted for it, but... I was also—I know I was also one of them. Um, the irony's not lost to me there. Um, but yeah, I got, so I, for, I forgot that. Yeah, I, I, I definitely hate you as much as I hate everyone else that picked this. <laughs> but um, yeah, on on reflection and on discussion of actually how bad and illogical and bonkers—it's not even bonkers. It's—it just doesn't make sense. It's just bad. It's like bonkers can be good. This just isn't. So yeah, three, and I think that's that's generous. Oh, that's, that's that's three stars, generous. Yeah. <laughs> the the fact that they brought this out, they didn't even show it to critics. Like they just rushed it out. Where it kind of, I think it played for like one weekend, and it went to DVD. It, see if you have or your studio has made a movie and you don't want to show it to critics, it's because you know it's a fucking <laughs> shambles. So rather than still release it, just don't because it's not helped anyone's career at all. And it, it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. If anything, it's just a, a, a fucking waste of time. <laughs> I'm, I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed that I actually paid to rent it. And usually I love, I love shit films. The shitter they are, the better. But not when it's like just so illogical and so piss poor. It's as if nobody has bothered. Nobody has made any effort. I made more effort by paying a £3.50 to fucking watch it. I know. I bet you. I hate it. See, I hate it. Would they get um, like a wee like bing at the end of the month of the royalties? Holy fuck! Somebody's still watching this shit. <laughs> it, it makes me want to send anyone involved in this, like send them the episode to let them know what they've done. Like usually when everyone should be, everyone should be punished for this. Like, everyone, everyone that voted for it should be punished. Everyone that's in the movie should be punished. Oh. When we slag off the actors, actors and stuff for these movies, and we're like, oh shit, we can't send it through that. We should just literally be like, at Lindsay Lohan, we uh, talked about I know who killed me we don't think it's very good and we're not very kind towards you but <laughs> I think you should know I wouldn't even say I don't think it's very good we should spoon feed her the way the, the script writer spoon fed us and be like Lindsay that movie was a shambles it was piss poor I'd rather watch that cat's balls bounce about in front of my face for an hour and 40 minutes than ever ever watch that movie again and the raging thing is it's now on my prime Amazon Prime list because I can still watch it for the next like 28 days and it will tell you because you watched I Know Who Killed Me you might like this you might like this it's paint by numbers it's the fucking tweenies it's other childish nonsense <laughs> oh. I, I, I've, ne I've never watched a movie well that I can remember and came away angry and I was angry throughout this entire film like why why does this exist see see if they actually did and I know it's fucking a, a sexist kind of guy thing to say. See if they did actually, if she did get her tits out when she was stripping, you then go, right, I can understand who this is aimed for. It's aimed for just guys that think, oh, oh fuck, you see Lindsay Lohan's tits and they don't care about anything else. But the fact that that doesn't happen, who who is this movie for? It's not for film fans. It's, I, no, it, I, I have no idea. I really... Look, who, I, who is the target audience for this? It, the cast at the end is in alphabetical order, 
So Ryan put Lindsay Lohan first. They've, they've got a character called Fat Tina. <laughs> Who the fuck is Fat Tina? Well, I've, I've checked the IMDb and I think Fat Tina is the madam. You know, the one with the big nose that runs the brothel or the strippers. Did, did they refer to her no, as Fat No, they don't Tina? refer to her as Fat Tina at any point in the movie. <sighs> and she's also not fat, so it's another confusing point. It's just... Oh, I hate it. I hate, I, I hate all of it, but I, I don't think we should ever do a group pick. <laughs> You guys, I, I can't all you, all you I can't, guys in the group, you've ruined it. You've ruined it all. That's it. No more group picks uh, for you. No more, no, no more Scotland versus Evil. We're done. <laughs> episode, episode seventy-one is a laugh. I can't believe there was movies like fucking Wishmaster in the poll, and everyone still picked this. I, I get why they picked it because they wanted to hear this. <laughs> they wanted to hear us just go off and one about it. But it actually upsets me that everyone that picked it. They've picked it because they wanted to hear what we thought of it, which means they've all watched it. They've all actually spent or took time out to watch this movie in the past. They better have. And that that's upsetting because I like to think that people that listen to this are quite cool. They've got cool social lives. They do cool things. If you have had time to watch I Know Who Killed Me and not watch it for a joke or because <laughs> you forced us to watch it, then, oh, no, man. Get in the bin. Get the, Put the movie in the bin. Put you in the bin. I'm done. No more. No more Scott. I'm d- I, it's Scott versus Evil. I'm out. I can't handle it. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, you fucking ruined it. Bitch. <laughs> right, so, uh, what, you been watching anything else? <laughs> no, I've just, like, my whole week has just been me angry. I don't even put the TV on because I can't bring myself to do it in case this fucking comes on again. Oh, do you think it gets shown on TV or do you think, like, it's obviously not on any streaming site for free because they know nobody will watch it. But maybe putting a price on it, you're like, ah, maybe tease somebody and like, oh, it could be good. If you've got to pay for it, it must be good. I think I so. I hate it. Because I thought to pay for it as well and I, I thought it was more expensive than it should have been. I thought it was going to be great. It's upsetting that you actually now own a copy of it. I'm glad I just rented it because if I owned it, I'd set fire to it. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? You can't keep it. I was going to put it on my shelf and leave the cellophane on it like the other shite movies we have in my collections like Sausage Party. Sausage Party was shit. In fact, do you know what you should do? Fucking post it to the bars. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to him as a gift. He'll love it. Let's just tell him that you see Lindsay Lohan's tits and it's amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is though, I didn't think that would have made it a better movie. You know, it wouldn't have, but at least I would then have known that yeah, for, there was yeah, a target the, the, the market target for audience, it. Yeah, because yeah, <clears> right now I, I, don't, I don't see who the target audience were. I don't get it at all. But what have I been watching? Uh, on Shudder, there's a programme called The Core. Have you heard about it or I seen don't anything about think it? think so. I might have. I'm not sure. It's basically interviews. So it takes... Each episode is like somebody who's involved in special effects or a director or a producer or somebody involved in the horror world. And it's... Like they basically sit and go through their history of horror. But it's got nice wee cut scenes. There's like decent kind of... There's decent graphics in it. It kind of start each episode. Feels like it is a film. And then it cuts to the character. I'd, I'd seen it advertised, but never watched it until uh, last week they put up an episode with Danzig from, obviously, the original Misfits singer. And it like, kind of starts out with like a witch putting her fingers through somebody's eyes and the practical effects are brilliant. And then it's basically as if it's Danzig that's directing it. And then it cuts to the interview. 
and he like kind of cuts between movies he's talking about and stuff. It's really, really interesting. Each episode's like kind of 35 to 40 minutes and well worth a watch, especially if you've got Shudder, then you're paying for you're paying for Shudder anyway, so uh, it's brilliant. I think I think this is the ninth episode, so I'm going to go back and actually watch. I think I'm on episode three just now. Uh, go back and watch the rest of them, but really enjoyed it, and it's something a wee bit different. Nice. Have you watched anything else? Um, or if you see, I see, do you know what? If you say Love Island, it's going to tip me over the edge, and I'm I'm literally going to punch myself. <laughs> Uh, well, I have been in Poland, so I haven't fully caught up with Love Island yet, um, but I'm sure I'll get back into it. Uh, I, I took, I started reading a book. Now, I know that we've got all the jokes already out there about how slow I read around, but this is only a really short book. It's like 260 pages, and it's called Nod, and basically what happens is the majority of Earth just now can't sleep, and it's not even like they're tired and they just can't, they, they physically don't even feel tired, but there's still the effects of no sleep still happen to them. So like right now, I think I'm in four or five days in when people are starting to get proper messed up and I think you get six days before you go insane and then like 30 days before you die pretty much without sleep. So there's, and there's like maybe one in a thousand people left who still can sleep and it's, it's pretty, it's like a different kind of post-apocalyptic thing because everybody's obviously going to go fucking mental pretty soon in this book. So it's quite, it's quite good and it's well written as well so far, so I'm quite enjoying it. Uh, that's called Nod what what day of sleep deprivation do you have to be on to write uh, I Know Who Killed Me oh I think that guy's properly like committed to a mental institution uh, fucking day 16 fucking nice. the book sounds interesting who wrote it uh, Adrian Barnes I believe his name is um, so it's quite right, okay. that's quite good uh, I, I got it on on eBay like from one of those like Music Magpie but for books for like £2 or something so it's right. but I also um, it's been music I've been listening to not since we were sitting in a wee uh, bar in Poland in Krakow and it was one of these kind of weird eclectic kind of wee bars like the place is full of them and they're so bright and there was nobody in the bar but me and Lauren and the woman was cleaning up she was down in the basement whatever sitting there and it was like a jazz playlist and uh, Bridget Bardot came on now I didn't know what this song was but and I don't know if people know it I don't know if I've even heard it before but I haven't noticed it until this time and it's uh, just like French pop jazz and it's a uh, Bonnie and Clyde. I don't know if you've heard it. Sing it. No. Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> but, Is that it? Like I've, li- I've literally listened to it like fucking a hundred times since I get home, and Love's like fucking chuck that off, switch it down, and then I switch between that and the Daniel Johnson song they used in the new Apple iMac advert because uh, I love that album that he done ages with you know the one that got him famous after Kurt Cobain wore the T-shirt of the album cover. I literally have no idea who you're talking about. Daniel Johnson is like a cult like music artist. I, think, I can't remember where he's from, but somewhere in America. And he literally would just re- record these wee songs on a cassette tape and then hand them out to folk while, while he worked at McDonald's. And he's had like mental health issues, uh, schizophrenia and bipolar. And he's it's almost childlike the way he sings and the way he speaks. They're not good, but there's something nice in them. Um, and it's so, and then Kurt Cobain wore a t shirt like he's the wee alien with the wee eyes. Hi, how are you? And that was like his album cover, and then it was like cult status for that. So I've 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 knew about his album for a while. There's a song on it um, called "Casper the Friendly Ghost" that was used in the film Kids. You know the film Kids, but right, okay. the kids, and it's when yeah. they when they all batter the boy in the skate park. They play that ah, Danny Johnson right, song, okay. and then there was a song called "The Devil Town" that was used on I think it was I think maybe an advert for True Blood or for some other vampire TV show when it was about to come back. And it was pretty good, but that album was pretty sweet. But the the song, the story of an artist, 
is used in the new Apple iMac advert, and it's uh, it's quite a good, nice wee song as well. But yeah, the Bonnie and Clyde one, I've just been playing it over and over again, driving Lauren up the wall. So what do you want to finish the episode on? Do you want to finish it on Bonnie and Clyde, or do you want to finish it on the Daniel Johnson I one? see this is the thing, because I think both of them are so perfectly brilliant and perfectly different. You're going to need to pick, because I'm no, I'm no finishing the episode on anything to do with that fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> just out of, out of spite and genuine anger, I, I'm never mentioning that film again. <laughs> So what do you want I'll to finish I'll, it on? I'll, I'll pick one after we switch off recording, so it's a surprise for the for the listeners. And then <laughs> the next time we get a the next time we get a movie that doesn't have a, any kind of songs attached, still we'll stick the other one in. Cool. Uh, so what else are you up to this week? Anything? Anything fun planned? I am going back abroad to Budapest. I'm going to Budapest. Hidden treasure chest. What's that song? <laughs> <laughs> I think you do. Um. Yeah, for our friend, uh, for friend Mike's uh, stag do, so that should be quite fun. I'm going to be, I think, Friday till Monday, so skint again, but that'll be fun. Yeah. What about yourself? Uh, I'm going to Amsterdam Ooh. on Wednesday to see Nine Inch Nails. That will be pretty cool, man. And, and get drunk and just enjoy myself. I'll be back on Friday and then I uh, have a full weekend. I'm signed just because I, I'm signed because I'm st- I've still got the IMDb page. Uh, I know who killed me open, and <laughs> every time I look at it, I sigh. I, I, I hate myself a wee bit more for actually giving it a view. Uh, but yeah, this week should be fun for both of us. Yeah, uh, and we will be back next week with episode seventy-two, which will be something that we've picked. <laughs> something that at, le- at least then we can actually properly blame one of us for making the other one watch it whereas when it's you guys that have picked it we can't as much as I want to blame he's like I can't actually do anything about it whereas if Scott picks me a shite one I can like go around to his house and like spit on him <laughs> I can't do it I can't do that with all you guys so back to our pick I'm looking forward to it is it my pick or is it your pick what was before this one uh, before a black coat's door ah it's your door oh, fuck <laughs> Oh, it's my pick. Yeah, and do you know what? I'm going to punish all of you. I'm going to find something that you, you all have to watch and it's going to be dreadful. Oh, God. <laughs> Can't wait. Right, so that is all we're going to say on I Know Who Killed Me. We'll never mention that again. And that is the end of the episode. So as always, you can find us uh, on Facebook, um, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Scott and Liam versus evil. If you are listening to us right now, you obviously are on either Apple Podcasts or uh, SoundCloud, so you, you know where to find us there. Uh, get us on Twitter, at Scott and Liam Versus, and get us on Instagram, at Scott and Liam Versus Evil. But honestly, if you're listening to us and you're not joining our social medias, that's fine. You know, with no pressure to come and chat to us. But if you want to, the group is always open, and it's and it's uh, it's getting fun in there. So, you know, keep no, listening. No, it's not. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. <laughs> it's rubbish that it's full of time wasters. <laughs> Keep listening, keep enjoying, and interact with us if you can. Alright, peace out. See you. 
De faire taire celui qui se met à gueuler Bonnie and Clyde Bonnie and Clyde Chaque fois qu'un policeman se fait buter Qu'un garage ou qu'une banque se fait braquer ça ne fait pas de mystère C'est signé Clyde Barrow Bunny Parker Bunny and Clyde Bunny and Clyde Maintenant, chaque fois qu'on essaie de se and I'll tell a story about an artist growing old some would try for fame and glory others aren't so bold everyone and friends and family saying hey get a job why do you do that only why are you so odd we don't really like what you do we don't think anyone ever will it's a problem that you have and this problem's made you ill